the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. As we prepare for the scriptures, let us pray. Saving God, source of our calling, your word is full of power and glory. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us so that we may receive your grace and live as your beloved children through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This is a reading from the prophet Isaiah. Listen for God's word to us. But here is my servant, the one I uphold, my chosen, who brings me delight. I put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He won't cry out or shout aloud or make his voice heard in public. He won't break a bruised reed, he won't extinguish a faint wick, but he will surely bring justice. He won't be extinguished or broken until he has established justice in the land. The coastlands await his teaching. God, the Lord says, the one who created the heavens, the one who stretched them out, the one who spread out the earth and its offspring, the one who gave breath to its people, and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you for a good reason. I will grasp your hand and guard you, and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations, to open blind eyes, to lead the prisoners from prison, and those who sit in darkness from the dungeon. I am the Lord, that is my name. I don't hand out my glory to others or my praise to idols. The things announced in the past, look, they've already happened. But I'm declaring new things. Before they even appear, I tell you about them. The word of the Lord. Our second reading comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew. Listen to the voice that began creation. In those days... John the Baptist appeared in the desert of Judea, announcing, Change your hearts and lives. Here comes God's kingdom. He was the one of whom Isaiah the prophet spoke when he said, The voice of one shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make his paths straight. John wore clothes made of camel's hair. With a leather belt around his waist, he ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and all around the Jordan River came to him. As they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River so that John would baptize him. John tried to stop him and said, I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to me? 
Jesus answered, Allow me to be baptized now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. So John agreed to baptize Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, he immediately came up out of the water, and look, heaven was opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and resting on him. And oh, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved. I delight in him. The word of the Lord. One day in 1986, Robert Munch received an odd phone call from his publisher. Munch was, and is, a children's book author, but his publisher had strange news about his newest book. It's selling very well in retirement communities in Arizona. Retirement communities. This is supposed to be a children's book. What's going on? What happened is that Munch's book, Love You Forever, said something powerful about identity. The story follows a mother and son as the child grows from a tiny baby to a toddler to a teenager and a grown adult. At every step of the journey, no matter how much one drives the other crazy, the woman sings her song the same lullaby every night. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Munch wrote the book for children, yes, but he wound up reminding adults that their true identity, who they are, outlives their work, outlives the projects that they undertook or the mistakes that they made, because their true identity is the product of all the love they ever received and all the love they'll ever give. Beloved, that's who we are. That's where we begin. That's where Jesus begins too. But John, bless his heart, John wants Jesus to begin with a display of power and authority. John told the crowds gathered on Jordan's shore, I baptize with water those of you who have changed their hearts and lives. But the one who is coming after me is stronger than I am. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John had a clear idea of what the Christ, God's chosen one, was like. So much so that when Jesus comes to the Jordan River to be washed in those ancient waters, John tries to stop him. No, no, no. This is 
all wrong. I need to be baptized by you. But Jesus insists, not out of false modesty, but because Jesus has come to be God's love, made flesh and bone and blood, a gift of grace for all the world, and love doesn't lord over others. Love doesn't stay on the shorelines safe and dry, untouched by the messiness of life. Love follows us down into the murky waters. I recently heard a story. Kristen Sollers and Marcy Eberts are nurses at the intensive care unit at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City, Missouri. In the ICU, they see people stretched to their limits, like the man in critical care bed two, whose heart kept stopping. On the, as the night progressed and the prognosis looked bad, the patient's wife asked these nurses if she could be in bed with her husband. Now, this man had practically every tube and wire and monitor in the hospital attached to him from head to foot. But Sollers and Eberts carefully lifted up all of those attachments and helped that woman wiggle into bed next to her dying husband, where she lay beside him, telling him how much he was loved. Under the wires, under the water, love made flesh steps into the thick of life and death to be with us. Imagine standing on the shore, waiting to be baptized, watching John immerse Jesus. Down he goes, falling into the water held by John's strong arms. Up he comes, water running down his hair and face and body. That's what the other baptisms looked like. That's what you expect. But then, a voice thunders from the clouds. This is my son, the beloved I delight in him. The voice shakes you right to the core. Who said that? Was that the Lord? Look at Jesus still standing in the water. Was that voice, was that voice speaking about him? That ordinary looking man from Nazareth? Imagine turning to the woman next to you, a neighbor from the same town who was baptized just a few people before Jesus. Did you hear that? Oh yes, I heard that. It sounded like the voice that spoke in my heart when I came up out of the water. That voice was quieter but no less powerful. It said, you are my beloved daughter. I delight in you.
Friends, today, the Holy One sings in your heart, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my child you'll be. Today, Jesus affirms the core of his identity. Yes, he is Mary's boy, promised by an angel. Yes, he is Joseph's apprentice, a carpenter by trade. Yes, he will teach and heal and even die on a cross. All of those facts are true, but none is more true than the identity he receives from Abba God, his Father and Creator. And no fact about our lives will ever be more true than the identity we receive from God. Our greatest achievements, our worst mistakes, the wounds that still haven't healed, the people who told us that we would never deserve love, Jesus doesn't go into the river to erase any of those from the record. No, Jesus goes into the river so that we know what he knows, that we begin as God's beloved, and nothing beats that. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, nothing in all of creation can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amy Wolf wanted people to hear that message loud and clear. So a couple years ago, on a wet afternoon in May, Wolf and her family piled into their car on a stealth mission to stake 20-yard signs all over town anonymously. The yard signs were simple, plain white background, black block letters spelling out one of three phrases. Don't give up. Your mistakes don't define you. You are worthy of love. You see, a few weeks before, one of Wolf's friends had shocked her with statistics about suicide in their small town of Newburgh, Oregon. The gnawing sense that she needed to do something produced those 20 signs, a small gesture that she hoped would make a difference. They did. People noticed and put up their own signs. Eventually, Wolf made more signs and cards and stickers. Family friends road-tripped from Portland to Rochester, New York that summer, leaving a trail of don't-give-up stickers behind them in every public restroom, restaurant, and gas station along the way. Wolf hears stories every day about the impact of those simple words. 
Friends, the waters of baptism send us to be such signs to our neighbors. By water and the word, God pours over us the truth of our core identity, our essential belovedness. By water and the word, God slowly washes out the bitterness and doubt and debris in our hearts. By water and the word, God declares a new thing, makes us a new creation. Immersed in this love, friends, remember who you are, God's beloved child who fills your maker's heart with delight. Cleansed by this love, listen for the Lord's call and let the Lord grasp you by the hand and lead you. Liberated by this love, decide how you will encourage others. Don't give up. Your mistakes don't define you. You are worthy of love. In this water, we are given grace upon grace. For such grace, let us give all glory and gratitude to God the eternal voice from heaven, the anointed and beloved one, the spirit moving over the waters. Amen.